Through their investment in the Minnesota Corn Checkoff, corn growers are fueling research and initiatives that build a more sustainable future for farmers and all Minnesotans. The Minnesota Corn Podcast introduces you to the individuals who are shaping future ag practices, identifying new markets, and promoting agriculture with the non-farming public. Our guest for this episode is Melissa Wilson, an assistant professor and extension specialist at the University of Minnesota. Melissa, let's dive into some research that you've been working on. And we've talked in the past about, I think, several irons in the fire. But for the sake of our corn growers that are listening today, what's some of the research that that they're going to be excited about and going to want to continue to follow? Well, some of the exciting research that we're doing, and we're just wrapping it up, actually, is using cover crops and manure applications to try to see if we can get a nice combination of the benefits of both together and working together. So we started this work back in, was it 2019, I believe, when it was pretty wet. One of the things that we wanted to think about was how can we get cover crops growing early and manure applied late? Because that's typically what we recommend, right? You want to get cover crops growing with as much time for warmth as possible. Yet with manure application, we do recommend later in the fall because that the cooler temperatures really slow down nutrient losses in the fall. But when you're applying manure, that tends to potentially do some damage to the cover crop if you already have them growing. So our idea was to try to figure out how can we marry these two practices. Well, certainly weather conditions are going to factor prominently in, in this study because uh, you you want the conditions that will allow you to get that cover crop seeded earlier in the fall, as you said, and then allow you to put that manure on late in the fall. Uh, did, did Mother Nature cooperate here in the last couple of years? Yeah, we definitely had a bunch of different weather conditions. The fall of 2019 was pretty wet. We wanted to test early manure application. So in this case, it was following sweet corn. So sweet corn came off in August. We got the cover crop planted and we wanted to apply manure in mid-September to late September, and then also test that against applying late in the fall, so late October, early November. So the we did manage to get in between some rainstorms in that first fall where it was really wet, so we got things applied. We were a little bit worried at some point. And then the next fall was definitely a lot drier, the fall of 2020. So we had a little better growing conditions in that case. I might be jumping the gun a little bit here, but a couple of benefits that that come to mind for me anyway are if that cover crop is is growing it's going to hold on to that uh, fertilizer better Um, and then maybe it also helps with it uh, with soil infiltration if you will just to get it down into the soil Uh, am i off the mark there yeah that was some of our ideas is if we have a growing cover crop for the weather conditions if we have a growing cover crop can that help kind of keep the field a little bit drier because it's transpiring instead of just leaving the field bare. And that goes for both the fall and the spring, especially when you have these wet conditions. There is, of course, always concern in the opposite where you have a drought is that cover crop taking moisture out of the soil profile that you don't want it to. Um, So there's always going to be give and take and you'll probably have to manage the cover crop differently depending on what you're kind of heading into in the spring. But that was definitely one of our considerations is can we get into the field a little bit longer potentially? But on the other hand is, is the nutrients that you're talking about. So the cover crops were able to trap nutrients from the manure because we can measure you know, how much nitrogen and phosphorus was taken up in those cover crops. 
in the fall and then it does hold on to it, especially in those wet conditions. You, that's exactly what you want to happen. You want those cover crops holding on to them so that they're not being lost. Are there other variables that we should point out, uh, the type of cover crops that were used, the, the plant species, and, and were there different types of manure that were applied? Yeah, this is a fairly extensive study. We had two research sites, and at both research sites, one more southern near Wasika, Minnesota, and one um, up near west central Minnesota in Morris, Minnesota. We had, at both sites, we had a soybean corn rotation, and we used swine manure, finishing swine manure at both sites. And in both of those cases, we used a annual ryegrass and a winter rye mix to try to get the benefits of annual ryegrass as a little better in shaded conditions if you're trying to interseed the cover crop. And rye will overwinter and then grow in the spring. So we kind of wanted to get those, those two benefits. And then at Morris, we also did a continuous silage corn rotation with dairy manure. And at Wasika, we did a sweet corn corn rotation with swine manure. So that way we're kind of testing a bunch of different manure types, a couple different cover crops. In the sweet corn situation, since that came off really early, we drilled a couple different cover crops. We did winter rye to get the spring benefits, or we did oats to get the fall benefits because they grow quickly in the fall and then they winter kill. And then we did a mixture of the two and added in some radishes to see if we could get the benefits of having the two crops that grow really well in the fall, the winter radishes or the radishes and the uh, oats, then they winter kill, release the nutrients, but then the rye is there in the spring to take up those nutrients and continue growing and hopefully kind of trap the nutrients in the field. Well, what can you tell us about the results so far? So far, it's been really interesting because we've had all of these different uh, things going on. So far, we have found that in the soybean corn rotation, it didn't matter if there was a cover crop or if we used just fertilizer or if we used manure with a little bit of starter fertilizer. All the results were the same. Yield was not impacted by negatively by cover crops, and it was not negatively or beneficially impacted by the manure versus fertilizer. So that's really promising in that regard. Like there was, It didn't seem to be much that we could do that harmed yield. So that points to the use of cover crops as being beneficial for other reasons, you know, roots in the ground, capturing those nutrients, et cetera. Now, when we came in really early with the cover crop after sweet corn, the rye did grow a lot bigger in that case. So we did see some yield reduction in the plots where we had rye. We had killed the rye one to two weeks early and plowed it under. And um, there was still some yield issues that we saw with that. So we think that there's better management practices we could potentially use to help reduce some of those yield consequences. What was interesting about this study is that the manure in the late applied manure, so late October, early November, actually out yielded significantly the spring fertilizer plots. So in this case where you're seeing corn after corn, which, you know, is the corn that follows the corn tends to be really nutrient responsive, that the manure was actually causing a yield increase. In the one year, it was like a you know 30 bushel per acre yield increase. And the second year, it was equal to the spring fertilizer. But we did have a drought, so we think that some of the nutrients from the manure maybe weren't releasing as fast. But either way, it still produced comparably to spring fertilizer or a lot better. 
So we're pretty impressed with that. It really goes to show that manure is a good nutrient source. Um, unfortunately, this early applied manure did not yield well. It yielded 10 to 20 bushels lower than the spring fertilizer plot only. Um, we think that even with the cover crop, we weren't seeing, we were just seeing too much of the nutrient losses in the case where we were using the swine manure. Where we used the dairy manure, we didn't see as much of a yield decrease where we had early applied the manure. Um, in this case, it was up in Morris and we got the manure applied a little bit later. When we say early, in this case, it was more like early October instead of mid-September. So that might have been some of the reason why we didn't see as much of a yield loss. It was much closer to when the soil temperatures were getting cool already up there. But overall, we're pretty happy with the way the manure performed. We saw that it was comparable or better yields in most cases than our spring fertilizer plots in the corn on corn rotations. Um, and in the case of swine manure though, the early application did not do well with the, with the manure. Some pretty valuable take-homes from the research, especially, Melissa, when you consider the increasing cost of fertilizer right now. Yeah, absolutely. Fertilizer prices are just it's the highest I've ever seen, of course. Um, so thinking about manure this year is going to be really important. If you, have, if you don't have animals and you have neighbors that do, potentially approaching them to see if they'd be willing to get some manure applied could be beneficial this year. So will 2022 be the final year for this study or are you already done with it? So we wrapped up our, we took our last yields from these plots this past fall. So we're wrapping up uh, doing all the samples and really digging into the soil sampling data. So far we've just looked at yield and um, a little bit of nutrient uptake of the plant, but we also took soil samples around when you'd want to side dress every year. And then uh, in the spring between cover crops and when we planted our next crop, and then in the fall after that final crop too, just to kind of see what the nutrient cycling looks like. Is there any reason why we can see why the rye cover crop might have reduced yields in some cases versus other cases, that sort of thing. We're speaking on behalf of Minnesota Corn. What's their involvement like? Yeah, so this has been partially funded by the Minnesota Corn Research and Promotion Council. So thank you for that. We also had funding from the Natural Resources Conservation Service. Uh, the USDA Natural Resources Conservation Service provided a grant for this work as well. Where would you point our listeners who would like to learn more about the research that we've been discussing? Yeah, there's a couple places that we have been promoting this research. Uh, one, we have some online resources where we created kind of some online uh, virtual field days, so to speak. And we have that set up for our 2020 research sites and hopefully working on getting it set up for our 2020 run research sites. So you can check out our research on my lab webpage. It's wilsonlab.cfans, which is our college, .umn.edu. So it's wilsonlab.cfans.umn.edu. And you'll see we have a research tab and you can click on that and look at our research updates. Any upcoming research or studies that you'd like to, to tease here at the end? Oh, we always have lots of research studies upcoming. Um, we're looking at a bunch of different things. So we're looking, hopefully going to continue looking at cover crops and manure application. We're looking at manure in a sugar beet rotation and how is it better to put it the manure in front of corn or soybean or sugar beet, that sort of thing. Uh, let's see. We're going to be looking at a 
seeing if we can fall apply manure and then use a pre-side dress nitrate test to see if we need to top off those applications with fertilizers. Um, that work hasn't really been done anytime recently. I think maybe in the 90s that was done. So we're trying to see kind of with our more with our wetter conditions that we're seeing these years if that test can help in manure situations. Hasn't really been looked at recently in Minnesota. All right, Melissa, anything else that you want to make sure we talk about? No, just thanks to our sponsors of this research. I think it's been one of the most requested talks that I've given this year is looking at manure application and cover crops for corn production. So thanks for sponsoring. Visit mncorn.org to learn more.